Freddy and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You turn on the radio, you have no idea what where you're going to find me. <laughs> I did um, Sox pre and post on Thursday night. I did. I worked with Hanley. I did um, along with Brian. We did uh, White Sox weekly yesterday and today. All over the place. That's right, Fred and Xander. A late afternoon. In the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Who said we wouldn't make afternoon drive? Well, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. I, t- I don't know how long it'll last. You know, and believe time. me, we were. When I was driving in. It was crowded. So. You know, it's, <laughs> well, it's a it's summer, I, a weekend in summertime in Chicago. You're not going anywhere fast. Yeah. And down on State Street every Sunday now, they close off a couple blocks on State Street. They have music mm-hmm. playing and they have food trucks and everything else. So a lot of people out and about. And it's uh, very, very nice in the city as we gear up for the third and final game of the Crosstown Series. Sox look to sweep. The Cubs look to avoid the sweep. A uh, 6.08, I think, first pitch. We'll be here all the way to the pregame. Begins at 5.30 here on ESPN 1000. You're home for White Sox baseball. Fred and Xander with you. 312-332-3776. The first two games have been interesting, I guess, to say the least. Um, You know, an 8-6 win in 10, and then White Sox shut out the Cubs yesterday 4-0, even though Adbear Alzalea, after giving up two runs in the first inning, pitched really well. Uh, for the Cubs the rest of the game, but um, Cubs bats couldn't do anything. Carlos Rodon, Xander, I was ups- I was concerned about an eight-day rest for Rodon. I guess I don't have to worry about that. Well, right. I mean, prior to this start yesterday, you know, he was looking a little road-weary, and, and no one could blame him. I mean, yeah. he hasn't pitched a full season in several years now, all told. So, you know, we had hoped that that wouldn't happen. It did. But eight days rest, I think, kind of worked. Yeah. I mean, he goes five-plus innings, gives up two hits, walks two, no runs. He strikes out 11, including the first four he faced. And um, he was – he. the thing with him is he's got to have his velocity right off the bat. And he did have that uh, yesterday against the Cubs. He was throwing 96, 97, 98 yep. in the first couple innings. And uh, that's good. Sometimes in his previous two games before that, where he didn't go past the fourth inning in either of those two previous games, he wasn't coming with the velocity right off the bat. Right. And and in the games prior to that, he was actually starting off slower and building. But by the third or fourth, if you weren't seeing that heat, then that kind of indicated that uh, it wasn't going to be a good day. Yeah, so they, they wrap up the series tonight. There's going to be people all over the place looking for the game tonight, okay? You can always get it right here on ESPN 1000, but it's not going to be on NBC Sports Chicago. It's not going to be on the Marquee Network. It's a Sunday night game, but it's not going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on ABC7 today. So there's going to be a bunch of people out there. So my sister has already asked because on her schedule it said TBD. She doesn't keep up on a daily basis, so she didn't. Know uh, what she time didn't the game say. Was. She didn't say what's WTBD. No, no, she? no, 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 no. Okay. She didn't. Right. She just said what time is the game because she couldn't figure out because it said TBD. Right. And um, so then she, you know, my brother said six oh eight, six oh nine, whatever. And she and she questioned. She goes, game of the week. 
And I said, on, on ABC7. So, kind of, sort of. Yeah, that's where you're going to find it, on ABC7. And they're, they're, uh, they're, it's going to be very interesting. We'll see how the things all go tonight as the White Sox and Dylan Cease uh, against Zach Davies and the Cubs. Cease comes in 8-6 and six with a 392 earned run average. And Zach Davies, 6-8, and eight, 479. Uh, he's had his good games. He's had his bad games. Uh, we'll see how things go for the White Sox. We've got the, I've got the lineups already. And yesterday on White Sox Weekly, we were getting a lot of phone calls saying that as Tim Anderson struggles a little bit, they should probably have Cesar Hernandez as their leadoff guy because the guy they pick up, the second baseman they pick up from Cleveland, has been hitting very, very well. As a matter of fact, Sean Davis, our producer, he had the best line of the day. He said, Nick who? Nick Madrigal. Nick who? I mean, Cesar Hernandez comes over, and he's getting on base. He's hitting home runs. He's hit a couple home runs at Wrigley Field. Uh, he's playing a good second base. He's seen, And again, DJ had the proper word for it. I said yesterday that he's a baseball player. And I, you know, then I went back and said, you know, that's, that's one of the silly things. Of course, he's a baseball player. Yeah, but I know that's what the you sport mean, playing. Right. I, I know what you mean. It's yeah. like he's a real baseball player. Fundamentals, right. everything is just solid. So I get that. It's just that, right, they're all baseball players, but he's a real baseball player. I agree. He already has two home runs. Wasn't that Nicky's uh, big home run output yeah. for half the season? Yeah. We we knew he was going to do that. Look, he's a solid veteran, and he's a very smart player, and that makes him that baseball player. And it's funny, too, because us as the average fans, and I'll even throw myself in there as an average fan, when you look at the other teams around baseball, because leading up to the trade deadline, we were all taken by the names Adam Frazier from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. who went to San Diego, and Eduardo Escobar from the Diamondbacks, I think it was, who went to um, the, uh, Milwaukee. Okay, we were all taken by those, and they didn't come. Neither of them came to the White Sox, so we said, okay, well, he's not going to get the second baseman, and then we find out they're bringing over Cesar Hernandez, a second baseman the Sox have seen before from the Cleveland Indians. So far, That has hurt us. Yes, he's hurt us. So far, he's played eight games for the White Sox. He has four two-hit games. He's 10 for 29, two homers. <laughs> he's walked six times. So his on-base percentage for these eight games with the White Sox is four fifty-seven. That's pretty damn good. Almost well, half the it, times he gets on base. Yeah, Rick Hahn, you know, we all need to give him a high five on that. That, that wasn't on the radar. It wasn't on our radar no, as no. average fans. Uh-uh. That came out of nowhere. And then who would have thought that Cleveland would have rolled over at that point because trading away your second baseman to the team that you're chasing right. at that point was a bit surprising. So it came out of left field, pun intended, and it's been a great move. Yeah, even though, um, even though the Cleveland Indians, you know, they're not technically mathematically eliminated, okay, right. but they are ten and a half games back um, of the White Sox right now. Starting action today, the Indians right now are tied with the Tigers, uh, seventh inning. They're tied at five. Um, that's the one thing we get to do now because I get to check scores because there's a ton of games going on right now. Um, games going on everywhere. So we'll keep you up to date on how the Indians do as we go along. We're here again, I said, till 530-312-332-3776. Fred and Sandra, let's go to our guy out in Evanston, John, who always jumps on in. John, what's happening today? Hey there, John. Hey, guys. Yeah, you know, I'm looking for a sock sweep. I I hope we see some some more activity from their bats like we have been in the eighth inning recently. Um, I'm impressed with Hernandez and 
I'm looking for him to maybe take over that leadoff role and maybe take some of the pressure off of Anderson, who just isn't responding like he had been earlier in the year with his bat. I think he's, I, like I said, I think he needs a day off. But, you know, I think the most impressive team right now in the National League is the Brewers. I mean, they have been giving the Giants fits. Yep. They're winning today. They've made some adjustments to their roster. Um, they picked up a first baseman from Toronto. They got the, the kid out of Tampa Bay, their shortstop. You know, this team comes into Wrigley. It's, it's not the same ball club. And excuse me for saying this. I'm not trying to be, you know, an idiot here. But the Cubs roster is the equivalent of a triple-A team right now. And you got these Brewers <laughs> coming in. And I'm telling you, they may, they may sweep the Cubs. Yeah. I, I expect them to take three out of four from that ball club. Yeah. I mean. It's going to be tough, John. I mean, Milwaukee's going to be here starting on Monday for a four-game yeah. series against the Cubs, and it's going to be tough. You're right. And, and you know, I think even Cub fans would admit to you, you look at the lineup, and it's a bunch of guys that, you know, it's Duffy. They don't have the experience no, right, right. to compete with teams like the Brewers and the Sox. No, not yeah. at all. John, appreciate the phone call as always. Uh, here's the lineup for the Cubs today going up against the White Sox. Rafael Ortega in center, Duffy at third, Happ in left. Contreras is catching and hitting cleanup. Patrick Wisdom at first base. You got David Bodie at second. Dykeman is playing right field. He's a guy that just got one of the trades from two weeks ago. Alcantara is at short. And Zach Davies is your pitcher. Now, I don't think if, you know, Cub fans, that's not necessarily a slam because that's what that is. Uh, Alcantara, Ortega, Dykeman, Wisdom, these are all guys that, you know, when the, somewhere along the season, they were minor league guys. And Hap has been yeah. performing terribly. David Bodie has been brutal this year. He's hitting 209. Hap is hitting 180. Um, you know, you, you can't, you know, like, like John said, they've got the Brewers coming to town. This game tonight with the White Sox is one thing, but the Brewers for four games, and the Brewers are yeah. red hot. They're doing everything that they're putting on the field right now. Is yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're sneaky good. And that's going to be a real rough series. But the thing that Cubs fans, I think, need to uh, need to realize is, you know, this is just a big tryout for a lot of these youngsters, right? You don't have Horner in. So so we're going to see who they're going to end up keeping. And this is, this is going to be an experiment uh, to some degree, right, for the rest of the season because of the wholesale changes that they made. We'll see who rises to the occasion. But, yeah, I think any Cubs fan that is really self-aware would agree that this is a very – very, uh, very much a triple A team right now. Yeah. With the exception of a few players. Yeah. Not many, um, regular players. Yesterday they had just five hits. Uh, Bodie had two, Duffy and Hap with hits. And, um, also Schwindel, the kid that came over. Uh, he also was a guy they got in a trade. He's, um, he was one for four yesterday, a first baseman. He's actually getting on base. I think he's got three hits in the first two games of the uh, Crosstown Series. So 312-332-3776. We're here for a couple hours leading you up to White Sox baseball. we got a lot of other stuff to get into during the course of the show. Um, the Bears offensive line or what there is of it as the injuries continue to slow them down in training camp. We'll talk about them. Also, the NBA is looking into possible tampering charges against the Bulls. 
Uh, we'll hear a little bit of Jimbo Covert's Hall of Fame speech as he went into the Hall of Fame. He was supposed to go in last year. You had COVID. Um, when I went there, I went there last June. Mm-hmm. Um, not this, yeah, not this June. Last June I went. Twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty, yeah. And um, it was amazing when they once they opened up and everything. Um, I was able to check it all out and see the whole thing, and it was uh, it was wonderful. I mean, um, now they weren't able to; they had just reopened, and everybody was wearing masks and everything was sanitized and all the other stuff. And they had pictures on the outside wall of Jimbo Covert and all the other guys that were going to be getting in in twenty twenty. There's even more. Uh, induction speeches going on later on this evening as they had to make it a two-day thing with the 2020 and the 2021 uh, Hall of Famers going in. So we'll talk some football, too, as the Bears continue their practices. Um, they've got their first preseason game, preseason exhibition, whatever you want to call it, next Saturday, a, a noon kickoff at Soldier Field against the Dolphins. And the Dolphins and Bears are going to have some some scrimmages together during the course of the week. So we got a lot of football talk we got some NBA discussion, but let's, when we come back, some more White Sox and Cubs conversations. 312-332-3776. The wrap up the Crosstown series today. You can get to me on Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner. And, and yep, Xander Rocker, all one word, one R in the middle. Yes. And, um, you can also, um, you can catch us, you catch me on Twitch. Xander's out and about. And you can also hear us in, uh, on FM in, um, uh, HD2 is 100.3 HD2. You can hear us there. And, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to hear us. You can also hear us on the ESPN Chicago app, which is awesome to listen to us that way. But also it's awesome to catch up. If you miss anything, you miss it. Yeah. Any of the great interviews, you can pull up an interview from earlier in the week in like less than two, three minutes. And it's very simple, very easy. One of the best apps I've seen for a radio station. So you can get that the ESPN Chicago app. It's available for iPhones and Androids. We come back, some more White Sox talk. Let it up. 312-332-3776. Cease and Davies, the Sox going to sweep. The Cubs going to hold on and get a victory. Let's talk about it here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Mark, this is when you know your baseball team has a chance to go all the way. I was looking at going to a concert on Saturday night, October 30th. Can't do it. I know. I was all ready to buy. I, I, looked, I looked for the tickets. I was, okay, do I, I go, do I go 49.50 or do I go four rows closer and get 66.50? I said, what? Well, and then I looked and I go, what date is it? October 30th? And I go, that's a sad. I said, there's, there'll be a World Series game that night. I can't go. I can't make plans to go see a concert. No. And it wasn't bread either. It was America. It was America, so it wasn't well, too far kinda, off. That's, that's kind of bread light. Yes, yes. yes. No, actually, America, uh, look, both of those bands are great. I do like America now. I've seen them live. It's a great show to catch, but not this October. No, I, I, you know, not until we realize if, in fact, there's going to be. It, it may be a last-minute thing, you know, yeah. if there's no game that night. Or if, for heaven forbid, the, well, you know, maybe the White Sox sweep in four. They've done that before in a World Series. You know, sure, they, they have. They don't yeah, need to play seven. Clear. They don't yeah, need seven sticking games. No, yeah. no. that's You don't need all that to, to get the job done. No, no, you just play those four games. So the Cubs and White Sox go at it. We'll give you the Sox lineup in a second. Um, but, Mark, you put a, a poll up 
Um, yeah. Cubs fans, what are you most excited about after the trades? I'll let you rattle off the uh, choices. Yeah. Um, first one is, uh, let, me, let me see here. I, I Oh, I got it okay. if you need it. If it no, no, no. Okay. I got it right here. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rafael Ortega's bat. I think we, you know, we we've seen that it's been a positive. Obviously, three thirteen top right. of the order. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting uh, get a lot of playing time because well, there are there are needs that they have now. Yep. Um, Contreras still on the team. That's uh-huh. obviously a positive. He's uh, he's your de facto leader now. He wants to be. <laughs> he wants to be there and help them build the franchise back up. And and w- that's a solid guy to build around, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Y- you know, uh, Kyle Hendricks' record, it's been uh, pretty impressive. He did not uh, get a win, obviously, yesterday, but he has pitched pretty well in a year that's been, you know, less than exciting. He's 13, or, he's 13 yeah. and 4. I mean, yes. so, yeah, yeah he's I mean, pretty darn good. Yeah, that's spectacular. And then the fourth one is the youth movement. Obviously, we're seeing a lot of youth. We're seeing names that Cubs fans are like, I don't know who this is. Right. I mean, that's that can be kind of exciting, especially when they really play well. Yeah, it can be. They got a lot of guys who are giving a shot at um, in pitching. Um, you know, um, McGill brothers struggles uh, the last couple of games. Rodriguez came in. He had pitched his first game, struck out a couple of guys in an inning, then came in against the White Sox and had all kinds of problems in the first game of the Crosstown series. So you can go to uh, Twitter at ESPN 1000. Again, Cubs fans, what are you most excited about after the trades? Rafael Ortega's bat, Contreras still on the team, Kyle Hendricks record or youth movement. Just so you know, we've already got some responses, not, not, those picks, but some said football's about to start. Uh, right. That was Michael. Uh, Double Z said nothing should have been an option. Um, Justin Fields was another. Yep. That's what Corey and had to we, say. We got the Bulls from yeah. uh, Barrister, yeah. and I believe we had someone that said um, the hate. Uh, the Justin said the hate the Rickets get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's E. Of course, we have four slots, and obviously, we could have. Uh, thrown uh alzali yeah i should say yep. in there because you know that's been a bright spot of the uh, uh starting rotation but again you know what are the bright spots in a very upsetting time for hardcore cubs fans i mean you had your the heart traded away yeah you did three one two three three two three seven seven six um the White Sox starting lineup today, and as we mentioned, Cesar Hernandez leading the off because Tim Anderson's getting the night off, and I think it's perfect. Give him a yep, night off. I think it works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was 0 for 4 yesterday, struck out a couple times, seems to be uh, struggling a little bit. He's down to 292. Uh, so, so it's Cesar Hernandez playing second base and leading off. Adam Engel's in center field, hitting second. Then it's uh, Jose Abreu at first. Um, Eloy Jimenez is in left field for the fourth, third straight game. Then it's Moncada, who who had been struggling, but yesterday he had a rocket shot off the um, center field wall in the first mm-hmm. inning to drive in two runs. Andrew Vaughn is playing right field, hitting sixth. Uh, Lurie Garcia plays shortstop, hitting seventh. Sebi Zavala is behind the plate, and Dylan Cease is the pitcher and hitting ninth. Cease comes in, as I mentioned earlier, a record of eight and six, three hundred uh, or three ninety two earned run average. And the reason I said 100, I was already thinking ahead because he's got 149 strikeouts, which is second on the team. Um, second on the team behind Carlos Rodon's 160. So yeah. he's a strikeout guy. He's going up against his former team, um, you know, coming the, going up against the Cubs. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plans, plays out tonight. 312-332-3776. You want to jump on in and talk Sox and Cubs as they're going at it. Um, Sox fans, I know we're excited. Uh, they've got to be excited to see Cesar Hernandez lead off. And you go and get a guy like that. He's been tremendous so far. Yeah, he, he really has been. Uh, again, a surprise from the get-go. We knew is uh, when we heard about the trade what we would be getting, and we were hoping that that was the case, and he's he's done great for us so far. And again, as you said, he's a baseball player, and we emphasize that word baseball because it's the fundamentals, a complete player. He's got a good eye. He's a gold glover. He can hit home runs. He can hit for average. He's just a smart player, and that's exactly what we need. And, uh, you know, no slight to Nick Madrigal, but he's a young guy that's going to find himself. He's oh, yeah. still developing. If, I'm a, if, I, it, yeah. right, it, if I was a Cub fan, I'd be excited. I was with a Cub fan on Friday. We were, my buddies, two of my buddies who went and watched the Sox-Cub game uh, on, in a bar out in uh, Elk Grove Village. And he asked... I asked him if he was excited about Madrigal. I said, well, I'm not, but you should be. I said, because Madrigal and Horner could be your double play combination for years. These yeah. are two guys that put the bat on the ball. They hit. They can be 300 hitters, and uh, I think that's a good start. You know, they always say if you get the – if you can get – you build your team by getting the guys up the middle. Your catcher, second base, shortstop, center fielder. And they've so, got a catcher. Yep, they've got the catcher. So now you got your second baseman, your shortstop, hopefully, and Horner, if you think he can play that position, and then you have to look for a center fielder. So jump on in, 312-332-3776. The, uh, we also have a, Sox, a poll for Sox fans out there, okay? okay? What's the most important thing that needs to happen heading into the playoffs? And, again, with a 10-and-a-half game lead, we're hoping it's safe to suggest the playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, Season Keuchel improving. That's the first one. Anderson bat, Anderson's bat wakes up. Dominant bullpen. Tapera's pitching better than he did in his first game with the White Sox. Thankfully. Yeah, yes. there, there's no way he could have pitched worse. And then staying healthy which is the last one. So season Keuchel improving. Anderson's bat wakes up. Dominant bullpen or staying healthy. You can vote, again, at, at Twitter, um, at ESPN1000 on Twitter. What do you think? Um, boy, there's one that just jumps out at me. Dominant bullpen sticks no, out to me. You're stay gonna healthy. say, "Oh, okay." Stay healthy. Stay healthy. I was gonna say dominant bullpen. Um, Anderson's bat waking up is important because it is. You're gonna, you know, he's gonna be your leadoff guy. If in fact his bat isn't leading, you know, hot, maybe Tony as they get closer to the playoffs or even into playoffs has him bat eighth or something like that, or maybe you have Hernandez first. And Anderson second, something else like that. You change things around a little bit. Well, he's super hot and cold, especially this yeah. year. I mean, it's been very hot and very cold, and and not a lot of time separating those two, right? So if he can just find a way to to stay consistent, and it, you don't have to be hotter than hot, but just not go into these deep, deep uh, slumps. But they they have been very short. Yeah, you know, for for Tim this year, yeah, you know, when he's been in these, it's not lasted too long. So hopefully, a day off like this is going to give him the jump start he needs. That would be nice. Um, two of the Cubs, uh, two of the Cubs that were traded, they're in the news today. One of them is Javi Baez because Javi Baez left the game with the Mets today. He swung at a pitch, hit a bouncer to second base, didn't run out of the box. 
because he grabbed his right side. It looks like he has an oblique problem, and it could be, you know, for a little while. It could be serious. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It just happened today. So we'll see how far that lasts. We and they do, need him. Yeah, they definitely do. They they went and picked him up thinking that, listen, we're, we're right there. And uh, they were in first, but the Phillies knocked him off, and they knocked him off again today. Zach Wheeler threw a two-hitter. So the Mets right now are two-and-a-half games behind Philly in the NL East. And if you lose Javi Baez, I mean, you got him for a reason. And, um, you know, he's he's since he's gotten there, they've actually fallen out of uh, first place. And, and that's why I'm saying injuries for the Sox, because, yeah. yes, uh, yeah, you know, we – I mean, if the bullpen goes cold with the talent that we have in there, that's going to be a catastrophe. And I'm thinking that's not going to happen, but – Injuries can take anybody out. Yeah, they can. And that's There's no doubt. A big concern. Yeah. Yeah, and it, well, see, they do have the one thing is they do have Cease and Keuchel. If in fact one of their top three guys get hurt, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think you, when you're looking at the top three guys, you're looking at Lynn, Rodon, and Giolito, and then right. you have Cease and Kimbrel. I'm sorry, Cease and Keuchel, and okay. um, so you know, and your bullpen with with Kopech, who I've I've had a tough time watching the last couple of days. He hasn't seemed to be the same Michael Kopech out there. But the other Cub who's in the news, and we were expecting maybe to see, you know, uh, Ryan Tapera or Craig Kimberl going against him in the Field of Dreams game on Thursday, but that will not happen. Anthony Rizzo is out 10 days after testing positive for COVID. Um, we can talk about that when we come back. 312-332-3776. He said it right here on the radio. He did not have the vaccination we'll talk about Rizzo being out for 10 days the Yankees need him they'd won five games in a row they're losing right now to the Mariners by a score of two nothing in the eighth inning so we'll talk more about Rizzo we'll talk more White Sox Cubs jump on in 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000 this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000 also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app Chicago's home for sports ESPN 1000. So in baseball, if you're not tested, or if you're not vaccinated, I guess, and you test positive, you're out for at least 10 days. And Anthony Rizzo tested positive, so he is not going to be playing for the New York Yankees for the next 10 days, which means not only does he miss the Field of Dreams game on Thursday, but he also misses next Saturday and Sunday here at Guaranteed Rate Field when the Yankees come to town to play the White Sox. 312-332-3776. There's a lot of still, because of what happened last year with COVID and everything else, there's a lot of people talking about um, players getting tested uh, with the NFL season going on. I just saw something today that Missouri has only 48% vaccinated. It's the lowest in the country. But, yes, it is, right. But, uh, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, Lane Kiffin's not a coach in Missouri. Is that right? Sounds right, right? Okay, he has <laughs> he got his team 100% vaccinated. So he won't That's have amazing. to right. So he won't have to worry about any of it because they're all vaccinated. They've all got their shots. Everything's good. Um, you're you're seeing some football teams trying to get to the eighty five ninety five percent. I know that earlier we heard um, that the Washington football team wasn't fully um, vaccinated, 
And Ron Rivera, who is a cancer survivor or just overcoming cancer, was really disappointed. that. that and we also heard about the stuff up in Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been going on and on about you know him not getting the shots and things like that. But in baseball right now, you know, Anthony Rizzo was here on the station. Uh, his last appearance was last Tuesday, as he was a member of the New York Yankees, and uh, had mentioned how he had he decided not to have the shot. And it's, um, you know, I, I wonder how it's New York. So I wonder how the Yankee fans, the Yankee dugout, the Yankee clubhouse, and the Yankee media is feeling about that. Here's what happened when Rizzo joined Cap and Jay Hood the other day talking. Or, uh, this was a while ago now. This was, heck, almost two months ago sure. when he was out with the guys talking about the vaccinations. Yeah, we, we've all talked about it, and we've all discussed it, and we've all to great lengths. And I just think that, you know, guys who are and aren't vaccinated, um, you know, they still, the guys that are not vaccinated still feel very safe doing normal things they're not they're not uh too concerned um and it's it's everyone's own own opinion and own you know there's there's so much more to the story than someone just not being vaccinated someone that oh he's an anti-vaxxer i i think that's there's so much more to everyone's individual story that uh you know it's 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 on them it's on their family it's a big decision for them and their family and um, it's just all, it all is case by case. And when we have respectful discussions about it, just like we do with everything else that comes up during the year and, uh, you know, you just let it be at what it is. So I, you are, if I can ask, you are vaccinated. I actually have decided not to get the vaccine. And, uh, there's just a lot that went into it. Talking to all our doctors, um, and it was a really hard decision on, on all ends, but it's just one of those things where uh, just continue to be safe and, and continue to go on and uh, live life. Now, we all know that Anthony Rizzo, that was Rizzo with Cap and Jay Hood back on June's 11th, okay? And we all know that he's a cancer survivor, and Sylvie's a cancer survivor. I'm a cancer survivor. Uh, we were both vaccinated. Uh, I know Sylvie's doctor said, go right ahead. Um, I didn't even ask mine because they had told me to get the flu shot after I'd had mine. So I said, you know what? So you figured if they're yeah. telling you the flu shot. Right. Go I ahead. said, right. and I understand, uh, you know, everyone's it's their own opinion. Everyone's got own opinion and stuff like that. But there are certain things that you people can't do. Uh, you know, the broadcasters have not traveled with the Cubs all season long. Now, a lot of that had to do with them not being at the 85%. And then a lot of it also had to do, I think, with the marquee network maybe not wanting to send uh, them and spend the money to send them yes. on the road. Okay, right. so it's a and little I bit think, of both. Right, right. And I think that that has been downplayed by the networks. But, I mean, really, it shouldn't be because that is that is a hard cost. And they have been getting the job done. Not to say it's not been hard. We've had some missteps. Yeah. But wasn't it uh, Boog that missed the home run yeah. because he's calling it off a of TV? But I think everybody understands what's happening now. But we are also hoping that things get back to normal. And it's really nice. You can hear the energy. You know, when, yeah. when uh, Steve and uh, Jason on the TV or uh, Lennon DJ 
you know, when they first got to a stadium, you could hear the energy, you could hear the enthusiasm, you could hear the excitement. It does make a tremendous difference. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So I wonder. I mean, the Yankee media. I, I, I'm waiting to see with how the Yankee media is going to go after him, or if he's not. If they're just going to sit back and say it's a personal decision, he's a cancer survivor, whatever. Maybe his doctors have suggested not getting it. I knew two young ladies that were pregnant during this. One, one, their doctor said immediately to have the shot. The other one said, hold off. Let me check. Let me go back and find out more and let me learn more about it. And then he came back to her and said, I've, I've seen enough that I think you'll be safe. I'm, very, I'm pretty positive you'll be safe. So then right. she had the shot and everything turned out fine. So I know it's everybody's own choice, um, everybody's decision, but, you know, the Yankees made the deal. The Yankees made a trade. They won five in a row, and, um, you know, but now they also now knew not going to have he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah, which, I, I wonder if which that... is, Yeah, I wonder if they, you know, had a talk with him, tried to convince him, or, or you know, what, what that was in the background. But they certainly knew coming in when they traded for him that, I mean, if they didn't know, somebody really did not do their job. You right. should know that. And uh, I wonder how that affected the deal. Yeah. So, you know, two of the three Cub guys that have been, you know, that left. I mean, more Cub people left. I mean, Kimbrough left, Tapera left, and all that stuff coming to the White Sox. But of the big three with Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, Baez now likely will be out for a little while. And now Rizzo, who goes to the Yankees, they win five in a row. Right now they're down 2 nothing in the ninth inning. And um, he's not going to be able to play with them for the next 10 days. So I'm sure that's not going to be a very comfortable locker room. No, and he's he's had a lot of input. Yeah. He really to those has five victories. Yeah, and the other guy, Chris Bryant, he went three for four last night, made a great diving stop. Uh, he's playing very, very well for the San Francisco Giants as they hold on to uh, the top spot in the West, four games over the Dodgers. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Any thoughts on uh, Anthony Rizzo? I saw throughout the day today on Twitter, some people say I feel bad. Hopefully, he's okay. I saw other people say, "Listen, he he made up his mind not to get the shot." Um, you know, well, that, Fred, this is then on there him. Is, yeah, then there is that. I mean, certainly he didn't go out looking for it, and I'm sure he was being as careful as possible. But as we know, there has been a spike with this Delta variant, yes. and I think people who are unvaccinated are really looking at, uh, you know, a potential sickness that, you know, maybe us who are vaccinated are not going to see. And we, we've seen people who have been vaccinated – get COVID yeah. or get it again or whatever the case is. This doesn't prevent, as we know, it just minimizes the serious complications. And hopefully him being an athlete, uh, he will be okay. But I, I'm sure this is kind of a scary time for him. I think twice this week I walked into stores that suggested masks, but they were not necessary. And I wore it at Walmart. I wore it today. I went into a CVS store to buy some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got there and it said it's recommended, but they're not, you know, you know, they'll still take care of you. And I think I was the only guy inside with a mask on other than their employees. Wear it proudly. The thing about this Rizzo thing, right? The Cubs didn't have, didn't meet the 85% threshold. Right. He went to New York, which was a team that had made the 85% threshold. And their locker room had been loosened up, even though it says here the New York Post report today. That's a great point. They have nine players that are still unvaccinated. Okay. Nine players and officials uh, that are still unvaccinated. So going to that locker room where things are a little bit looser, 
Yeah. It's totally different than what he came from here in Chicago. So I wonder, maybe that played into him. Uh, the whole situation. everything, yeah. or maybe right. not. But And they said that uh, Boone would not reply to reports when reporters asked him whether or not he had become vaccinated when he came to New York. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay, um, well, that sounds like a, a resounding no. He just didn't want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would think yeah. if you would think if he if he had been he would have said immediately absolutely yes yeah. of yeah. course yeah, yeah definitely yeah. without a doubt three yeah, one, I, I wonder if they said if Rizzo set them back in that percentage hopefully they were far enough above the eighty five percent that that would not have reversed the percentage for the team well see and a lot of those when it don't get the eighty five percent we know what you know you can't be in hot tubs you can't do other yeah, then, stuff and then everything them, changed right sure. they're, they're when they're on the road they're eating in their hotels instead of going to restaurants and things like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of different stipulations with all this. So, I mean, the, the whole thing, it surprised me today when I heard it. And it was interesting because I watched the Yankees game today. And I watched the Yankees pregame. And they had uh, cuts from pregame Zoom interviews from three different players on the team. And then before the young lady who does the pregame show on TV threw it to the first commercial... She said, also other news for the Yankees today. They find out that Anthony Rizzo has tested positive for COVID. It'll be out 10 days. I would have thought that would have been the first story. But <laughs> Unless it just came in, but you're right. That's a lead story. I would have thought I would have thought that would be the first story that she would hit on their pregame show. 312-332-3776. Don't forget, at 4 o'clock, we're going to hit a lot of other stuff. We got some Bears uh, talk. Um, Jimbo Cover goes into the Hall of Fame. We will discuss that also and get a chance to hear from Jimbo Covert. Let's take a break. 312-332-3776. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We'll get to the phones in a second. Um, Just got some news that tomorrow in Minnesota, the White Sox will have Luis Robert in their lineup. So Luis Robert coming up after his rehab stint. Finally. Yep. After his rehab stint, he'll be up and in the lineup when the White Sox take on the Twins in Minnesota. First of a three-game series, so that's good. Let's see how long it takes him to get acclimated. It's taken Eloy a little bit of time, um, you know, still to, to hit the ball and things like that. But Luis Robert will be back with the White Sox. That's well, good. you know what? Uh, Eloy actually kind of got there, and then he had that hammy issue that set him back a little bit um so hopefully uh luis is going to find his way sooner than later my big question is who's got to go it's real hard to tell brian goodwin thanks but yeah yeah you know you've done what you had we we, you know we appreciate it we've got to send you on your on your way he, he's really come through in some clutch moments. We got, uh, Sean and I both have an idea who it's going to be. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's go uh, out to St. Charles okay. and Joe. Joe, what's going on? Thanks for hanging in there. Hey, you know, hey, I don't mean to get preachy or anything, but you know what? If you care about your fellow man, you'll take the freaking shot. When Rizzo got traded, the first thing I thought was, I really like that guy as a player. But you know what? Go to New York and spread the disease. Joe, okay, that's enough, Joe. Appreciate the, well, kind of appreciate the call. 
Um, yeah. It, it, I look, I get what he's. I look, I get what he's saying. It's a polarizing subject for sure. sure. It is. Yeah. And 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 you know, everybody's got their individual you know, view of this, whether it's backed up by their doctor or their personal view. But we know that there are organizations that are requiring such. Baseball is not, but it is compromising the way you are able to conduct yourselves. Yeah. Now, let me let me plug in the music world for a second. This just happened this week. There's a band called The Offspring. I think, Fred, you must know know of them. Okay. Okay. Um, They have a drummer who uh, he has been talking to the press saying he's been fired from the band because he would not get vaccinated. Now, according to what I read, his doctors advised him against it. However, the lead singer and the principal member of the band is a doctor of microbiology. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of the wrong guy yeah. to be telling. Yeah, you know, and, and again, this gentleman was advised by his doctors. So if this is absolutely true, this is one of those situations where the place you work for said, look, this is the rule. If you don't, you've got to you've got to move on. Yeah. I know some other uh, businesses that are doing the same thing. And uh, then and it's starting to happen to, more and more. I know. Yeah. Then people are going to have to make up their decision uh, if they're going to get right. it or not. And um, yeah, it is, you know, it's every, you know, the whole it. It's interesting. I definitely don't want to get political, but I know that I've seen other people say, oh, all this time. And now all of a sudden men are saying, hey, it's my it's my body. I can do with it what I, I should be able to do with it what I want. So. Again, right, right, and everybody does have that right, but yeah, but you know, it, it it comes into play when it's directly affecting others, and that's why it becomes such a big sure. issue. Sure, and People and with, be safe. and with what, right, right, and it is going to be interesting to watch New York media and New York respond to this because they were glad to have Anthony Rizzo come. And why Anthony Rizzo yeah. made an immediate impact. Yes, he did. You know, and, and we're seeing a player that we didn't really see a lot of this year on the north side. So they were excited to have him, and now this. Yeah, I know. And, that's, and like that's I said, a, you know, that's a tough pill to swallow, and, and hopefully he's going to be okay. You know, we're talking about all of this, but we're not actually even zeroing in on his health. We saw what this did to Yohan Mankata. Yeah. Last year. Oh, yeah. And how much it affected him for a long run. And we, who's, who's to say it's still not affecting him? Yeah. We certainly don't know. No. Right now, the Yankees are a game and a half out of the wild card spot, the second wild card spot. Boston is uh, first in the wild card, Oakland second. The Yankees are a game and a half back. And again, they're losing 2 nothing in the ninth inning of their game today. So. Uh, we'll wait and see exactly how it takes place. But you're right. Um, Rizzo was struggling defensively. If you watch Cub games, Cub games this year, he wasn't hitting the ball. He goes to New York. He's turning three six three double plays. He's hitting a couple home runs. He had RBIs in the first six games he played with the Yankees. Everything was great. Right. And now he's to the bench for th- for ten days because of right. you know because of testing positive. So um, and, and I've got to believe now that they have to. Uh, you know, kind of uh, get everything else into gear as far as their protocols for if somebody tests positive on the team, now what do we do with the rest of the team? Everybody's got to get tested, as they have been, but now there's extra concern for exposure to other players. Yeah, there's no doubt. 
So Luis Robert flying to Minnesota. He will join the White Sox tomorrow as the White Sox play a three-game series with the Twins before the Field of Dreams game coming up on Thursday. That's good news for the White Sox. Guys are all fired up. That's what Tony La Russa said. They're excited to get their young, speedy, powerful center fielder back. I'm not sure how excited Adam Engel is, but... You know, he's he's playing, <laughs> he's playing very well at Brad Goodwin. Oh, so when we went to break, we talked. Sean and I talked about this before the show. And we both okay. think the guy that's going to go down is Gavin Sheets. Because he's a young guy getting Gavin Sheets at bats. And for the next three weeks... Before September, well, it's going to be around. tough for his development. We can't stunt his growth. Well, but I agree with that. He, That's a yeah. He, yeah. he can come up. He can come up in September because the roster, sure. which is twenty six, goes up to twenty eight. Uh, as of September. So it used to be 40. Well, that's not do they're not doing that anymore. Thank goodness, because you shouldn't be able to play, uh, with a 40 man roster. So 28's enough. And that's what they're going to do as of September 1st. So you can send him down for three weeks. Say, listen, we're going to send you down, get at bats every day, work on your game. Sure. September 1st yep. rolls around. We want your bat in the lineup. We want your bat here, a left handed hitting slugger who know, who's shown he can step up in crunch time and get big hits. So I yeah. agree with you. No, you guys are right. Yeah. yeah. Every time you I thought Brian right. Goodwin was going to go down, every single time <laughs> right. he'd hit another homer. Right, and I don't even know he could go down. I, yeah, he I'm could. sure he has a contract. Would oh, he could? Oh, well, I don't. You know, I'm not sure. I, 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 I I'm not sure because sometimes they they've got a contract where you can't you have to DFA yeah. him or something. Yeah. But uh, but right right no I think you guys. Uh, that was a good, good call because he does need those at-bats, and he's not going to get a lot of consistent play with all of everybody back up. I no. think it's going to be hard for Angle yeah. to get that play. Yeah, he definitely won't. We come back, we're going to talk about a, a guy that played on an offensive line that was together for a long, long time. He finally got a chance to go into the Hall of Fame. Jimbo Covert of the Bears will hear his Hall of Fame speech. We'll take your calls. We'll also talk about the Bears' current offensive line, which is not nearly in as good a shape as the one that Walter Payton <laughs> ran behind. No, no, not at all. No, not even close. Fred and Xander here. We're here till 5.30, leading you up to White Sox Cubs, the pregame show at 5.30 right here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Hitting the news of the day, um, Luis Robert will be up in Minnesota where the White Sox start a series with the Twins tomorrow. So um, good to get Luis Robert back as the White Sox start the week tomorrow with a three-game series against the Twins. Uh, Fred and Xander here on ESPN 1000. I think I'd asked you this before, Mark. Um, I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, and I've also been to the NHL Hall of Fame, but not since it's moved to Toronto. Or it was in Toronto before, but not till it's moved it to downtown has a Toronto. New facility. Yeah, right. right. I, I haven't been to that one yet. Have you been to any of those I, Hall of Fames? I, I unfortunately have not. But you've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, I have, and I have. I've been there too. So I, as of last June, I went there too. So the the Baseball Hall of Fame, when you see it, the guys have their plaques, and they actually have just a big, huge hall with plaques on the wall, which in my opinion, was the most boring part of that trip because uh, you just got a plaque on the wall and you go look at it. The 
the the baseball museum, which is around the Hall of Fame, you know, the same building, um, kind of, and that's got some exciting stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But when you go to the NFL Hall of Fame, so much stuff is interactive. When I walked in, they had a big display about football cards, um, football collecting trading cards. Really? And, yeah, and they had them all in all the different kinds, and the original, the first ones, and all the other companies that started them. And then Hall of Famers football cards and things like that. It was very cool, and there was a lot of interactive stuff. If you wanted to find out about Gale Sayers, you'd hit a button and boom, they would show you like a three-minute video clip of Gale Sayers and his best touchdown runs and run down his stats and all that stuff. Really, really cool. So if you've not been to Canton for the uh, Football Hall of Fame, you got to get out there. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to go. Um, real easy drive, like five and a half, six hour drive from here. And It's not um, far from Cleveland. No, no, it's an hour. It's an hour south of Cleveland. And um, when I went, I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The next day I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I left Cleveland. I was home I left the parking lot across the street from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I pulled into my garage exactly five and a half hours later. So yep. it was perfect. Not a really nice, easy trip, which makes me think that maybe not this year, but next year I'll drive out to Cleveland with my brothers and go see the Sox and Indians. I'm sorry, the Sox and Guardians play out there the next year. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I actually, um, no, I guess I was Minnesota. Uh, I actually, I've not seen the Indians in Cleveland, but I saw the Twins in Minnesota. I just bring that up because I actually was in the old Metrodome, which was a weird place. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was a weird place. I actually took my brothers up there. We went for a uh, for a three game series, and the Sox lost two out of three. But it was it was an interesting place. It seemed like <laughs> it was it was definitely baseball indoors, and uh, it felt like you were always indoors. Where I've been to Minute Maid in Houston, when you're there, even with the roof closed, it doesn't feel like you're indoors. But the Metrodome, you that's felt a like, difference. Yes, yes, yeah, you definitely well, felt like you were inside. Right. It's one of those. It's it's like the domes that we have here in the Chicagoland area for winter soccer for kids yeah. or, you know, training. It, it's just like that. It, it was uh, it was a strange um, experience, but I'm glad I had it. That thing. I mean, that building's gone. OK, so gone. so we'll, we'll get to the football second Jimbo Covert in a sec. But now, after all my excitement that Cesar Hernandez is batting leadoff and Tim Anderson's getting a rest. There's been a lineup change. Anderson now leading off. Hernandez is hitting seventh, and Garcia is out of the lineup. So I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe Larry mm. Garcia stepped on a rock or something, you know, or <laughs> right. something. He's out of the lineup. So they, so Tim Anderson is going to play. He's going to lead off. The so new, much so for that day. Uh, so yeah. for that day off. Yeah, I guess so. So the whole thing. So it's Anderson leading off, then Engel and Abreu, Jimenez, Moncada, and Vaughn, and then Hernandez hitting seventh, Zavala, and Dylan Cease. So a lineup change. Thank goodness I didn't fill up my lineup card yet. Um, I would have been upset because I use pen. You know, I probably should. Well, do that. that's the first mistake. Right? Yeah, it Number is. Number two pencil. Yep, yep. I guess it is. So Jimbo Covert was drafted by the Chicago Bears in the 1983 NFL Draft. And Jimbo Covert became a part of the offensive line that Walter Payton ran behind, part of the offensive line that was together for a long time when you have uh, Covert, Ports, Hilgenberg, Thayer, and Van Horn. These guys were the guys that protected Jim McMahon, except for the time he ran out of the pocket and got his 
I don't know. <laughs> bell uh, rung. Yeah, his bell twice. rung, his liver's cut, whatever, all the other things that he had done and uh, suffered injuries. And also the line that Walter Payton ran behind. So yesterday, Jimbo Covert finally goes in to the NFL Hall of Fame. And Covert gave his speech uh, in Canton, Ohio yesterday. Let's give it a listen right here on ESPN 1000. Finally, the Chicago Bears. When I first got to the Bears in 1983, we weren't a very good football team. One of my first meetings, Mike Dicka said, I got good news and bad news. Good news is we're going to the Super Bowl. Bad news is half you guys won't be there when we do. <laughs> but he pushed us hard, but I also believe he reestablished the pride back into the Bears organization that playing in the NFL is a privilege and not a right. And that when you pull that Bears jersey over your pads and put on that helmet with that C on the side, it means something special. So thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you. I had the opportunity to play with some incredible players. And when you talk about great Bear players, it all starts with Walter Payton. I can't tell you anything more about Walter, but I got, since I got a couple minutes, I'll tell one quick story about Walter. Back in the day, no one had single rooms. Everybody had to room together. But Walter had a single room, of course. He was the only one. Matt and I roomed together. And his room was always next to ours. And when it was a big game, every once in a while, that door would fly open, and he would run in there and jump right on top of me, right? And he'd lean down. You know, he had that voice like Michael Jackson, you know? And he said, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> Time to kick some ass. <laughs> nah, he was the best. I wish he was here with us tonight. At practice, I played against some of the best defensive players of all time. Richard Dent and I squared off against each other every day. Sometimes we didn't like each other very much, but we made each other better. Thank you, Rich, my brother. I appreciate it. And then when you look down the line, you had Dan Hampton, another Hall of Famer, and then Steve McMichael, who I believe should be in the Hall of Fame. And we are all thinking about you tonight, Steve, and wish you were here. I just know I wasn't going to face anybody on Sunday better than I faced during the week, so thank you, fellas. And Dick Stanfield was my line coach, and I learned so much from Dick. Not only was a great Hall of Fame football player and coach, but he was an even better person. And finally, I want to thank all my Bears teammates. Many are here tonight. I saw them last night, and I thank you all for coming. It really means a lot to me. But in particular, my teammates on the offensive line. We were very fortunate that the same five of us played together for seven years in my career. Mark Bortz, Jay Hilgenberg, Tom Thayer, and Keith Van Horn. I can't think of four better guys that I would rather line up to next to on any Sunday. So thank you, guys. You're the best. And in closing, I'd like to thank all the Chicago Bears fans out there. Your support has really been appreciated. Thank you all. Thank you, God. God bless you all. Thank you. Now, when he said he knew he wasn't going to face anybody better on Sundays, that's exactly how the entire offensive line felt when they were yes. going up against um, Hampton and Dent and McMichael. The whole time. It's like what a test. Yes. Right? What yeah. a test in your very own practice. That's why they became who they became. Yeah, that's amazing. And when he said, and Sean Davis, our producer, was excited too and, and surprised too. Seven years having the offensive line together. We talk about how 
it's you know it usually takes a year or so for an offensive line to actually get together and work hard and things like that. And it was crazy how <laughs> it was crazy how these guys were together for seven years. Um, we were talking earlier uh, in the um, um, in the uh, Life and Death Illinois uh, bullpen, the IDOT, yeah, the IDOT yeah. bullpen, and uh, you know IDOT reminds you to start seeing motorcycles. Motorcycle safety is everyone's responsibility. Learn more at lifeordeathillinois.com. And um, it's 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 hard to believe seven years together for an offensive line. That's why every time you know Ditka got to practice um, each year, it's like oh, okay, I've got my O line, <laughs> I'm all set. I got my running back. Uh, the defense is tremendous. Didn't have to do much, and they still had two a days. You know, right? Well, again, that's what makes you great. Yeah, exactly. And like he like he was saying. You know, he said we're going to get to the what Ditka said is we're going to get to the Super Bowl. That's good news. Bad news is half of you won't be here. And they had to weed out the guys that didn't belong, and they kept the guys that did. And Jimbo Covert, without a doubt, was one of the guys that did. The Bears' current offensive line: there are still remaining more guys injured than are playing. Um, it's it's constant on a daily basis. Um, I've got a list here of all of their injuries, but they've got a bunch of guys just down. Tevin Jenkins, their big guy that they drafted to um, play the left tackle position, even though he really wasn't a left tackle in college, he's been hurt. Larry Borum, a guy they got later on in the draft, uh, is in concussion protocol. Um, Afedi is uh, is hurt right now. He is not playing right now. So they're moving some guys around, and that's not the way you want to go into the first preseason game, which is coming up on Saturday next week. So 312-332-3776. Let us know how concerned are you about the Bears' offensive line going into the season, and how concerned should Andy Dalton be? Because he's the guy that's got to stand behind that offensive line. 312-332-3776. We'll talk some Bears when we come back. Also get into some NF or NBA stuff. Everything seemed great. The Bulls making moves right as the free agency period began. Now the NBA looking at the possibility of tampering charges. We'll talk about that as we lead you up to Sox and Cubs baseball. Here the pregame getting underway at 530 here on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. So several things going on today. Luis Robert is going to rejoin the White Sox tomorrow in Minnesota as the Sox start a series with the Twins. Sox wrap up their series with the Cubs at Wrigley Field this evening. 608, 609 start, and you hear it right here on ESPN 1000. We get the pregame for you at 530. Also, um, it was going to be an off day for Tim Anderson. Now Anderson is in the lineup. He is leading off. Cesar Hernandez is uh, playing second base and hitting seventh. Larry Garcia out of the lineup today. Xander, I, I today I bet on four baseball games. I put five dollars on a fourteen parlay just for the hell of it, just for it to have something to do because I knew okay. that, I knew there was a lot of afternoon games that I would sit and be able to keep track of some before while I was on the air and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I had the Phillies, and because they had Zach Wheeler going, Zach Wheeler threw a two hit shutout and they win three nothing. Okay. okay, smart so I, smart bet. Yeah, so I took the Tampa Bay Rays, okay? Tampa Bay Rays were playing Baltimore, and 
I think that's who they were playing. Yes, they were playing the Orioles. Orioles uh, were leading. The Rays scored six runs in the eighth inning. So I win that game, 9-6. to six. Nice. But I put it down because I said, okay, well, the Blue Jays were losing their game. The Red Sox had an 8-4 to four lead in the uh, after uh, going into the bottom of the seventh. So I didn't even look anymore. The Blue Jays scored two in the seventh and three in the eighth, and they win nine to eight. They're so a I tough went, team this year. Yeah, they're real tough, and the White Sox are going to get a chance to see them up in Toronto, uh, a four-game series coming up in just a few weeks. So the only one I have left is the Astros playing the Twins. Lance McCullers Jr. was pitching for the Astros. I figure this won't be any problem. They're at home, a Sunday, Lance McCullers going. He goes four and two-thirds, gives up eight hits, four runs, and the Twins lead in the eighth inning, seven to four. It's like, come on, <laughs> you know, my, my my good friend Doug Buffon had used said once, "He who gambles lives in shambles," and it's not necessarily shambles, but it is a really awkward time. Because um, yeah, it's like, come on, I didn't think I'd lose. That was the one I was pretty assured of that the, well, you know, that, the Astros beat the Twins, and that's why they call it gambling, Fred. There's no doubt. Unbelievable! It's so crazy that uh, that's how. It ends up working out. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The the Bears have um, some struggles with injuries at the offensive line. Now I'm reading and going through all the articles today, and that's the nice part about working later in the day. You can sit and read everything. And I'm reading about the wide receivers. How Allen Robinson is uh, excited to be catching the ball from Andy Dalton. Robinson, his fourth season with the Bears, back to back thousand yard seasons. Um, in 2019, he had uh, 98 catches for 1147 and seven touchdowns. Last year, a career high 102 catches, 1250 yards. Remember, these weren't from good quarterbacks. Um, right. So now he is going to be get, catching the ball from Andy Dalton. Apparently, they have a nice little chemistry going. Uh, Darnell Mooney, everybody's raving about him. 61 catches for 631 yards in his rookie year. Uh, four touchdowns. They also bring in uh, Marquise Goodwin and uh, Demir Bird, guys that have played in the league and caught the ball from other people, other quarterbacks. And they got this Daz Newsom, who also is uh, coming back from injury. He uh, broke his collarbone in uh, the OTAs, the organized team activities, earlier in the uh, offseason. And now is coming back slowly but surely. So they got speed. So they've got, but they need an offensive lineman so these guys can get downfield. And, you know, the quarterback can have some time to throw the ball. So that's what I'm concerned about the, the most going into we the season. We all are. Yeah. Yeah, we all are. And it just seems to be that Bears luck, if there's such a thing, uh, luck being bad luck, in that, you know, we're running into the very issue that we're trying to steer away from because that's been the soft spot for, uh, you know, a few seasons now. Yeah, a very soft spot. So I'm looking here. Roquan Smith gets added to the uh, injury report. He had a groin injury yesterday. Um, Nagy says, well, these are all soft issue in- tissue injuries. Uh, they're all a little bit different. I feel better than worse with that. But they're working through the whole timeline thing. So other guys that were hurt, okay, um, they had a load management day yesterday with Khalil Mack and Danny Trevathan and Akeem Hicks and Jimmy Graham sitting out. Uh, most of them practiced today. And uh, I was looking at the athletic, and um, they mentioned how uh, Khalil Mack had a nice practice. Um, this guy, Alec Ogletree, a, a linebacker that played for the Rams and for the Giants, the Bears picked him up, and for the fourth consecutive practice, 
he has an interception playing the linebacker position. Now, hmm. my question is, does that mean he's a good linebacker or the quarterbacks suck? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. Well, I guess we're going to figure it out once they get out of practice and start playing, and obviously they're going to test him. Yeah. So right now the Bears are without their top four tackles. Tevin Jenkins, Jermaine Effetti, uh, Elijah Wilkinson, and Larry Borum. These guys are all hurt. And uh, what Matt Nagy said is, I think it's stating the obvious that when you have a com- uh, competition at a big position like that at left tackle, you want to make sure that you have a lot of guys out there being able to show what they can do. But at the same point in time, I think what happens is uh, you start getting into a panic mode. There are a lot of other teams that are going through similar situations. You know what? I don't care about other teams. Uh, I care about the Bears. Well, and the Niners, but that's just me. He says, "I know there are a lot of other teams in similar positions." And they yeah, really, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right about that. It, that doesn't matter. And it, and it, he's saying that because he wants people to understand that this is something that can happen. Okay, we understand that. That doesn't mean we're not concerned about with what is happening. Right. Because, again, this has been a soft spot for them, and now we're running into uh, injuries with people we don't know are really the quality starters that we need in the first place. Yeah, we don't even know if these guys are ready to move in and play that left tackle position. That's the tough part. So Monday's an off day, and then they have a light practice on Tuesday, and Wednesday they have joint practices with the Miami Dolphins. Now, that's one of the things. I know Tom Waddle had said the same thing. Um, I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah. I, what Tommy was saying, and I, and I know that uh, Yerk was talking about it. I, I think they were on the um, I, the Crosstalk on Hinge, which is really great fun to listen to because there's so many things that they could do on that podcast that you can't do on the air. Right. But, uh, but when they were talking about it, they both, Waddle and York, were both talking about specific instances where different teams would come in and how much that was really a good benefit to their preseason activities. Yeah, even more so than the games because yep. once the preseason yep. games get underway, you're going to see the backup guys, second and third stringers playing right. to try and win jobs. And we'll see what Matt Nagy does. I mean, he's going to have to put Andy Dalton out there. And then you would think Justin Fields is going to get a lot of time. But if you don't have a good offensive line, you're going to put your – you going to put your rookie quarterback out there in front of a bad offensive line with the possibility of getting hurt? Right, right. And the opposite team having players that are, you know, they're playing for their career. Yeah. Three, one, two, so they're th- going for it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Maybe you've had a chance to get out to a training camp. I know that they've had nice crowds at some of the training camps. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you have gotten out there, what has impressed you? What has concerned you as you've watched the camps? The one thing, as I mentioned, uh, having a bunch of receivers is a good thing because in years past, the Bears were always struggling, looking for that other receiver. Now, they got rid of Anthony Miller. They moved him to the Houston Texans. and um, so, But they do have some speed with Marquise Goodwin, and they bring in Demir Bird. Uh, Demir Bird, I think both he caught a touchdown pass from both quarterbacks today from um, uh, Andy Dalton and also from Justin Fields. Now, this was going into today. The Bears had seven starters listed with injuries. Uh, Eddie Jackson with a hamstring, Tayshawn Gibson a groin injury, nose tackle Eddie Goldman is on the uh, is injured reserve because of COVID nineteen, and how amazing is that? He set out last year to avoid it. To avoid it, now he he's got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guard James Daniels uh, quadricep muscle, offensive tackles Jermaine Fetty a hip, and Tevin Jenkins with a back. 
even with the 90 players on the roster, these are, are hurting a little bit. So Alex Bars is uh, taking snaps with the first and third teams. So he's working his tail off, and Sam Mustafer is the center for this Bears team. So the Notre Dame kids are, um, you know, taking over the offensive line, and uh, that's not a bad thing because I really liked the way they played last year. I thought when those two guys took over and played a lot, they did very well. Yeah, well, now I'm concerned about uh, them being overworked, but I guess that's what they're there for, and they're going to have to plug those holes on first and third um, uh, looks. But... You know, back to Jenkins for a moment. I believe listening uh, the past week, and I think it might have been Waddle, but somebody brought up that he had some history of injuries in college that, you know, it seemed like maybe it wasn't really an obvious issue when they drafted him, but he had he had some issues in college. So I'm wondering how healthy is this guy? Well, and that's one of the big things, too, because you're going to get to a point where people are going to say, did you draft damage goods? And um, maybe that's the reason he dropped from the first round to the second round. Maybe other people knew that and decided that, you know, that's why he was there and the Bears were surprised. Maybe they didn't do their due diligence. Now, again, I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea. Right. Or or they said, hey, look, let's roll. Let's roll the dice here. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Eddie Jackson fell to the fourth round, I think it was, after he had surgery and everything else. And he was a first or second round pick, talent-wise, that dropped all the way down, and they grabbed him to the fourth round. And then he was able to play very, very well. Right. And again, I'm the guy. If Eddie Jackson wants to know, I'm the guy that's been criticizing him. I'm sure there's others. For the last couple of years, because of the way he hasn't played as well as he, he had in the past, uh, he doesn't tackle as well as I'd like to see. And the Bears aren't getting the takeaways. It was in the paper again today, Mark Potash's column, I think it was. The Bears, just a reminder, the Bears led the NFL in takeaways in 2018 with 36. They were tied for 22nd in 2019. Last year, they were tied for 25th in takeaways. It's going the wrong way yeah, right, wrong direction. Yeah, they've got a takeaway bucket. Sean Desai, the new uh, defensive uh, coordinator, has uh, when once they um, take it, you know, take the ball away at an interception or a forced fumble, and they get a recovered fumble, they slam dunk it into one of the one of the big garbage cans out there. They have it on wheels out there, so it's it's kind of a way for them to get something going to make it fun and try to force more guys to take the ball away now. I know during the regular season, that would be great to see. Uh, we'll see how it works. Right now, I'm kind of questioning Alec Ogletree with all these interceptions against the Bears quarterbacks. What Xander was talking about yeah. was that, yes, he was pulled the week before the Bedlam game, which is against Oklahoma in the third quarter of okay. that game. And then he sat out the Bedlam game, and immediately after that game, he kind of played it as if he was preparing for the draft. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, to, you know. To make it look better on the injury, so right, it, the injury was there because he was pulled in the third quarter of a game, basically with two games left in the season. Okay, yeah. and, and to show again how how much I don't know college football, uh, Lane Kiffin's at Mississippi, right, not right. Missouri. I right. know we had a, I had a, a guy on Twitter let me know that, uh, but he did get he's at Mississippi and he got his his football team one hundred percent vaccinated. So it's it, pretty impressive. Yeah, so it can be yeah, pretty impressive with his college kids. So it's pretty impressive he can get that done. And um, so we'll see how it goes uh, with the rest of the teams because college football, college football should be starting in two weeks, right? And uh, because they always start a week or two ahead of um, the NFL. And I would wish the NFL would go back to the Labor Day start for some weird reason years ago. Well, you know, we want, we don't want people. Labor Day would be perfect. Have the big Sunday so we all have Monday off. 
It was great. That yeah, doesn't make uh, any sense to no. me. That uh, that's a no-brainer to me. We're we've been we've been screaming for years that the day after the Super Bowl should be a day off. So either move the Super Bowl to a Saturday or give us Mondays off, uh, which you'll never do in regular world. But the NFL starting the regular season on the Sunday before Labor Day was perfect. You'd have the game. Most people would have the, in the country would have the next day off. It was the best. They changed it. I don't know five six years ago. Yeah, you never know what some of these teams, the commissioners, the and especially now, now that they're adding another game, it'd be even better if that happened. Yep. But no, you know, again, they didn't. It's a work in progress. Again, right? nobody asked me. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and apparently, the Bulls uh, are being looked at now because they were quick to work a deal with Lonzo Ball. As Perhaps soon as, too quick. Maybe too quick. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Fred and Xander here. We're leading you all the way up to 530, the pregame show for Sox and Cubs, the Crosstown Series, right here on ESPN 1000.